on last week's Irrevelations. He starts writing letters. Just That's how any good campaign starts. You know, you got to write your congressman. Or you have to write someone and ask them to kill children for you. Hey guys, he did mention we have a super fortified city, an entire armory and army to use it. But I don't think we can beat this one guy who shot a dude in the back from a distance. So the messengers basically come with all these heads in the baskets. They bring them to Jehu. And he says, oh, wow, they actually fucking did it. God has weird taste, but that's fine. This is the guy who God is anointed leader over Israel. The guy who likes to sh** on rocks to show Baal who's boss. And he says, listen, guys, Ahab, he liked Baal a little bit. Me? I like Baal a lot. However, Jehu did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam. Oh, no. oh, come on! You were <laughs> Jehu, doing we so loved good. you, bro. You were so good with the genocide, but you gotta follow through. Before we turn to the word, I would like to can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Nothing in the The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Someone was, uh, there was a post on R. Joe Rogan that caused drama. I don't care. But it was, uh, was, uh, someone was like, hey, uh, and they say nobody's taking chances in comedy anymore. And it was a guy streaming himself in blackface. Oh, no. And like it was on Omegle or something or like chat roulette, whatever the fuck yeah. exists now. And like there was this girl that was like, Oh my god, you're in blackface. He's like, Yeah and she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you online. People are gonna see. He's like, I'm streaming, bitch. <laughs> you think I'm... <laughs> oh. And it and it was funny because everyone was like, ha ha ha, it's funny because it's blackface. And I was like, Well, okay, are we okay with this? Like it was like one of those things where like, wait a minute, I can't remember what Joe Rogan stands for. Are we cool? Because the whole point is he was pretending he was transracial. One of those. Oh, Rogan was or the kid? No, was? no. The, it was it was on Joe Rogan's subreddit, but Joe Rogan had nothing to do with it. Someone was just posting something that they were like, "I bet Joe Rogan would like this," and everyone was like, "It started a flame war." Oh, of whether it or sounds not like Joe an awful Rogan, place to be on the internet. It, Joe Rogan's podcast has gotten shitty. Uh, sorry, a subreddit. Um, both actually, but uh, yeah. <laughs> both are pretty terrible these days. Um, but like the argument was like, well, would he think that someone claiming that they were transracial be funny? I mean, Chappelle made that joke, so maybe. But at the same time, that's kind of like that sort of slippery slope, illogical conclusion bullshit that you get, you know? Yeah. Like, if someone's allowed to be transgendered, then why can't I pretend I'm a fucking attack chopper? Yeah. And you're like, shut up. And then, and then suddenly the libertarians come in wanting to fuck kids. And it's like, great. So you say I can't buy people? It's a commodity. And you're like, all right, it's a that's... free market. Yeah, let the free me. market decide if I can uh, consume child porn. We're like, no, we've decided against that. Like, yeah. as, as they're just like, as they're just raiding his hard drive, he's like, thought police. Like, no, no, no. Um, 
Kanye West losing his mind. I guess he's officially running. I, I don't know. It's <sighs> well, he's been trying to petition to even be on ballots, which says right. you're not in a great place if that's yeah. where you're at. If that's where you're, if your campaign is like, can we let people vote for me? Question mark. I mean, I remember when Trump first came on the scene and he was like, I'm running for president. Mexicans are rapists. And everyone was like, that was a weird start. Well, maybe he's people, kidding. Most people that voted for him were like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, there was like, I hope he runs. He's those two things he just said are 100% my core beliefs. I identify with that. That's I identify as a fucking uh uh, racist against Mexicans. That's what I identify as. That's what I, yeah. that's what I put down as my gender. Um, well, I remember when all the moderate Republicans hated him. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, and now they have to pretend. But yeah. um, but I remember like he said Mexicans are rapists. They're not sitting their best. I'm running for president. And I was like, that's a weird joke. And then like yeah. he showed up with his bus with his face on. And they're like, is this serious? And then he did his first campaign rally, and it was incoherent. And I was like, I still don't know. And then it was like almost like like it's he's on the ballot and like you're you're going there to vote for the president and you're like is this a, is this a bit like I don't know we've gotten this far I don't know if it's serious or not so you, you got to at some level you have to take Kanye seriously yeah I'm amazed we, we've learned our lesson from four years ago I don't remember shit yeah. from 2016 oh really oh no I I think about I was 2016 all the time I was in a pretty deep K hole to be honest <laughs> ketamine yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. No, unironically. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people are going to get that joke, but that's fine. But it's I, not a I joke. Was, I was on ketamine. I 2016, 2016, you're on a deep uh, North uh, West Virginia opiate train. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I was just thinking 2016 to now, like how reputations have fallen. I feel like Trump pretty much was universally hated by at least my kind of people. And still, uh, is, yeah. uh, he hasn't changed anyone's mind, in my opinion. Except as a as a comedy icon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he's funny anymore. I don't. I. Don't, I, I, I think. Um. Like Penn. No, I think Penn, he's funny, just not on purpose. Well, I still Penn, think he's funny. Penn of Penn and Teller. I sent you that video of Penn talking about when he was on The Apprentice. Yeah. And he was like, I just don't think uh, Trump has any appreciation for humor. And Joe Rogan was like, well, he does make jokes. And he's like, yeah, but it's like bully humor. It's like, you're fat. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. He's not funny on purpose. He is absolutely fucking hilarious on accident, though. Right, 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 right. I have to um, give him that. But I was just thinking about how, like, in 2016, I felt like Kanye West, Jordan Peterson, Elon Musk, Ugh. and Joe Rogan were, like, at the top of their game. Like, yeah. there was just sort of, uh, there was just like, yeah, the, oh, fucking Elon Musk is like Tony Stark, and Kanye <laughs> West is just like owning Taylor Swift. What a fucking glorious timeline we're in. Joe Rogan's our modern-day philosopher, and Jordan Peterson, I, even then, I didn't really quite get his yeah, lore, but I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if he was ever that high on the... Uh, you you just, yeah. if, if you went deep enough into YouTube, you'd just be like, Jordan Peterson destroys feminism with facts and logic. I'm like... <laughs> God, he's, Peterson shoots a feminist. <laughs> shoots a feminist. <laughs> um, yeah, and guy. now I, I I feel like they've all just become jokes almost. Especially yeah. Elon Musk. Especially Kanye West. I don't. Maybe 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 it's one of those things where you just live long enough to see yourself the villain. <laughs> the weirdest thing though is that the cra- so I guess the one thing that all these people have in common: Trump, Kanye, Elon, Jordan Peterson. The crazier they bipolar get, bipolar disorder. Yeah, well, no. The thing, I don't think Trump has bipolar disorder. He doesn't really have ups and downs. He's pretty fucking right down the middle. <laughs> but, uh, the thing that is most interesting about it isn't those people. 
in the slightest to me. The most interesting thing is their diehard fans and how the crazier the roller coaster gets, the harder their fucking white knuckling <laughs> the fucking grips, you know, like these guys. I whew. I know we've talked about this on the podcast, but I was watching and there there was this phenomenon about doomsday cults uh-huh. where you have this belief the world is going to end on this specific day. And then when it doesn't happen, there's this fracture where there's people who go, I've wasted my life. I got to get off this train. And then there's sure. the people who are like, fuck it. When's the next doomsday? <laughs> I, I believe that one. Like, I, they, they just they become so internalized in their idea that it doesn't really matter anymore. They, they they're just part of their identity. Their identity is now is who they believe, regardless of whatever new information comes their way. That makes sense. Uh, Kanye West said that Harriet Tubman was a slave. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, trader, yeah. Uncle, slave Tom, trader basically, yeah, Uncle Tom, yeah, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? The fact that there's still people like I, I was on, I was on Kanye West subreddit, and uh, oh, they were like, wait, they are, posted- there people, are there still people with him? Oh, oh yeah, but oh, it's the same no. shit you see with Trump, where it's like, um, where it doesn't matter what they say, it's only what they want to hear. Kanye West crying, saying he wanted to have an abortion, but then the computer didn't work, and so that's a sign from God, and that he wants a divorce, and that uh, God told him to speak to people, and Harriet Tubman's a fucking Uncle Tom and shit. Yeah. And, there, and there's still people who be like, guys, what he's really talking about is the, the threat of neo-Marxism. You're like, what? <laughs> The fuck are you talking about? Where did this come from? Be like, he's a fighter for the people. Listen to his actions. I'm like, what the fuck are you? Where does BL- this come from? BLM being declared Marxist now too. What the fuck is that? What is that too? Yeah, I, I I've seen so many people online. I, I I saw it come to like a peak because there was some baseball player who refused to take a knee for Black Lives Matter. Oh, I saw and, that. Too. And Fox News oh was trumping as the second coming of Christ. And he was like, "Sorry, guys, my religious beliefs will not allow me. The only one I kneel for is God." And it's like you're a fucking loser. Uh, what you've never taken a knee? The coaches never run over. You said, "Hey, take a knee. We're going to talk strategy." You're like, "Sorry, are you God?" Technically, I take a knee for God. the coaches are God for them in that moment. So, But the whole point was, his, like, his whole argument was like, sorry, I'm a Christian man, and Black Lives Matter uh, clashes with my Christian philosophy. I'm like, their philosophy is stop Actually, murdering us. I agree with that. Let's slow <laughs> okay. down for a second. All right. Because Explain I do agree. Because we're, so, we're going to slowly transition into actually talking the Bible here in a second. The Bible is super fucking racist. So, if anything... <laughs> He's he is a, being a good Christian, I think, by uh, you know um, labeling groups as others and not wanting to stand up for them and things like that. That's great, right? Biblically speaking, yes. I, not, I, at least he's not a hypocrite. Not something I prescribe to personally, right? But I get it. You know. See, what's weird is I think if you broke down Black Lives Matter, it's actually the opposite of neo-Marxist. They're talking about defunding the police. A clearly social program when we yeah. really should have private PMCs rolling in with tanks and shit, policing yeah. the streets for the highest bidder. That's a true capitalist agenda. Okay. If they really cared. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, they're like, privatize the police. I'd be like, okay, now we're talking. Where's Elon Musk to sign this on? You know? <laughs> we need space troops. We need Elon fucking, Musk robot space troops. Yeah. We need you know Amazon. We need Amazon Web Services to just handle the police seat of the oh, United no. States. Just outsource it. Outsource it to China. <laughs> Fuck it. If you're a real capitalist, this is a real capitalist society. Then you know Black Lives Matter is on it. Let's just sell security of the nation to the highest bidder. That's capitalism. If if Amazon Web Services takes over, forty uh, percent of guys are going to be like Alexa, beat my wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know what else is funny real quick? Is that Elon Musk and Kanye's wives both called them out in the past week. That's uh, yeah. funny. Grimes was like Elon No on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, she's like, she was like Elon No, get off Twitter. <laughs> uh, what must and that be Ken- like? Just handcuffed to a roller coaster of a man. Uh, well, I mean, she's what? She's like twenty two. This is she's like, oh wee this is fun. I had a baby. Uh, let wait. I really want to delve deep in this because we don't have much time before we have to actually start talking about the Bible. But I do yeah. want to talk about what it would like the idea of Black Lives Matter being Marxist, which I think is bullshit. I and don't awesome. understand. I think that's just them labeling it something so they can pretend that they know what the fuck they're talking that's, about. Well, so, it, it makes it so, easier to hate it. It's red so, scare. Yeah, so that those people can be pricks about it. Yes. But yes. Let's, let's, let's delve into the idea of defunding the police and what that would actually mean. And let's talk about this utopia where Amazon handles all the policing. And you just see, like, a Mexican family enjoying their day at the park. And you just place an order, and they're like, say, one-hour delivery, and then just some robots come and just beat the come shit Come and clean them up. Just come and clean them up. I mean, I think, obviously, you're missing the point of the defund the police movement, but probably as a bit, so I'll let it slide. No, no, let's defund the police. Let's move to private security, but they no handle it all that. the same no way. One, stop no, 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 All right, anyways. I uh, see a black guy protesting. I want to just hit him with the laser scanner. Boop. And then they just, I get my receipt, I pay it off, cop comes in, gets on him. All right. So anyways, uh, welcome to the Revelations podcast, I guess. Again, I can't keep doing this with you, Cole, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, We're the podcast that reads the Bible, so you don't have to, I guess. Yeah, that's what this is about, obviously. My my name's Grant. What's what's your full name? My name's Grant DeVoiced. Yeah, I'm Cole (laughs) Delusky. And we're on episode 96. Yeah, I did just check. I, I never check. I never look back. We have awful opinions, both of us, uh, as you can tell. But well, you know what we're right the about? Bible. Well, I was going to say, we're right about the Bible. We're wrong about everything social, political, Not economic. Wrong. I am. No you can be right. If you want to say that you're right, that's on you. But I, I just have a politics of hate is all. You know? That's <laughs> right. Uh, so anyways, we're again, episode 96 kicking off in second Kings chapter 11 this week. Uh, we only covered one chapter last week, so hopefully we can make up some space today. I think 11 and 12 was today. Yeah, I think so too, but let the people dream that we're going to do more than two chapters for Uh, one second. So the last episode we covered Jehu sort of ruling and losing territory and being humiliated by God and then eventually dying. Um, Yeah, rip. Part rip Jehu. Of, yeah, rip Jehu. Rip Jehu. Um, part of his deeds was killing Ahaziah, the king of Judah, and all Correct. of Ahaziah's brothers. Yeah. And that's just kind of where he leaves it well, with this. Family members. Well, his brothers and family members, yeah, but he doesn't kill Ahaziah's Nephews. children. That's right. The children are alive. For now. For now, yeah. <laughs> the point is there's like sort of a power vacuum. I think Ahaziah was a young king and had young... Because even his brothers, like they mentioned, were like children. Yeah. Um. So anyway. Let's so, get into it. Yeah. Jehu, so, Jehu's ruling is... So as we ended chapter 10 last week... 2 Kings chapter 11. I, I'm saying as we ended chapter 10 last week, Jehu... Was had ruled Israel for what a long fucking time, right? How long? A while. It's just not important. So he rules Israel, north the northern kingdom, right, for a long time, and uh, God promised him that he would only get to have four generations 
ruling because yes, he did good things, but also he did bad things. So you only get to be a tyrant over Israel for about a hundred to 120 years. Right. Yeah. I, God, I like the idea God of God standards. having like measuring tape. Yeah. And you just come in with your sin. And he's just like a tailor. He's like, okay, you did this, this, this. And he just pulls it out and he reels it up and he writes the yeah. numbers down. Uh, four generations before I wipe out your family. You're like, okay, yeah. thank you. Here's your ticket. That's- See you in a hundred years. <laughs> Why not? Jehu doesn't give a fuck, right? Jehu so- don't give a fuck. So that's happening in Israel. Uh, can you imagine, cool. just a brief aside, can you imagine yeah. if leaders enacted policies that they knew would cause the death of their descendants, but are like, well, I'll be dead by then. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what a crazy time that would be. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Rising no sea par- levels, coal plants. I don't give a fuck. I won't no be parallels here. here. Yeah. Uh, four generations. That's what four we got. Yeah. Starting, I'm assuming, with George Bush or something. Okay. So what happens in the south, down in Judah, is something altogether different. Now, Athaliah is dead. Sorry. Athaliah is the mother of Ahaziah. Jesus, right. these names. Yeah, I know. Ahaziah just got killed by Jehu. We cut to uh, to Jerusalem, the, the capital of Judah. Jerusalem right? is in the middle of a power vacuum because the king has been murdered by Jehu. Sort of. And There's a queen. There's a there, queen mother. There's a queen regent, and the power is supposed to move on to Ahaziah's eldest son. Well, obviously, mother, Athaliah, isn't about that, right? She gets a sweet taste of of power for one second, and it's right. hooked, right? Like crack cocaine, baby. You just got to keep going back you, to it. You rip it that one time, customer for life. That's right. No. So immediately, she proceeds to destroy the entire royal family because basically she's going to lose power if she doesn't. So she goes on this... Uh, well, she this, saw what happened to uh, Jezebel, so <laughs> right. She knows that. Yeah, it doesn't Queen go Regent, well. Queen Regents, they get a couple of eunuchs, but you can't trust those things. You're going to be eaten by dogs eventually. Everyone knows. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what happens is that um, a girl named Jeb, what is it, Jehosheba? Jehosheba. These names, man, like yeah, Sheba, Jesus. as in Bathsheba. But yeah. Jeho is in like Jehoshaphat. I don't know. Something. Jehosheba. She was the sister of Ahaziah, the king who just got killed by Jehu. So sister-in-law to Athaliah. That's right. Well, yeah. Athaliah. The daughter. Yeah. In fact. No, she's the sister-in-law to Athaliah. No, the sister of Ahaziah, which makes her the daughter of Athaliah. Oh, Athaliah was Ahaziah's mother. So anyways. Yeah, we're going to get so there. Don't worry. Niece, so the niece, sis- niece to Athalia. The sister of the recently murdered king takes Joash, one of Ahaziah's sons, who, by the way, is a fucking infant, right? We're talking straight off. This kid's on the tit still. Uh, right, sure. right, straight off the fucking conveyor belt. Yeah. Yes. Newly mentioned. Takes him and hides his ass. Meanwhile, every other fucking baby gets butchered by Athaliah, this queen regent mother woman. Right. Okay, so she doesn't want any of these boys taken over. Boom, they take the kid. They go hide him for six years, it says. Um, he remains hidden with his nurse at the temple. So he's, like, locked up with all the priests and shit. It's kind of like a place for a young boy, by it, the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it kind of seems like maybe like a Moses situation. Like, there's yeah. this genocide against children. So she steals a baby, but hides it, like, under their fucking nose. 
you know, That's you're just right. gonna take a baby and then have it in the in the home of the like next door, sharing a wall with the woman who's like, I just wish I could kill all those babies if I could ever find one of them. Yep, but I guess the priest kind of had private space, which made it the perfect place. I'm imagining they better have you know, private had- space with kids, like that. <laughs> right? So, in fact, uh, Jehoshiba's husband is the uh, high priest or one of the high priests. His name is Jehoiada. And he basically is in charge of watching after this kid. Okay. So the seven years go by this kid in hiding in the temple. And finally they're like, all right, let's fucking pop off. You know, no more hiding the kid. He's seven years old. He can walk and talk and I don't know, do arithmetic. He's so it's seven. time to be, kid. there's grass on the field. It's time to play ball. Oh no. Okay. So <laughs> it's time to rule a country. Uh, He's got hair so- on his nugs. Get him on that throat. I don't know what to say to you right now. Uh, he sends for a uh, basically the commanders of this elite unit, this elite unit of foreigners called the Karaites. Uh, it was a, basically a mercenary guard that was established by David. Think Secret Service, but uh, French Foreign Legion. Oh, I was mixed thinking together. like thinking like just like federal officers in Canada. Yeah, but they're all foreigners. They're just oh, weird. Okay. So again, like French Foreign Legion, Think- you got a bunch of fucking rapscallions. Okay, some thugs. That's fun. It's kind of a, yeah. Did you see the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie about French Foreign Legion? Uh, the no. Legion? It's so good. Mm. Like every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I loved uh, Street Fighter. Thank you. So Jehoida, it's now been seven years. He's seven years old. And he's like, okay, it's time to declare the new king in the shadow of the Queen Regent. There is currently a leader in Judah. And she is a fucking infant genocidal maniac. So right. we need to sort of be, hey, here's the king, but we got to do it in a secure way. So they hire this French Foreign Legion-esque foreigner mercenary group, the Karaites. Yeah. Uh, they're not named in my book. I don't know where you're getting that. Mine calls it the Karaites. That's whatever. Anyway, and he's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're just going to secure a temple. You guys are going to stand guard. We're going to break into three teams. We're going to do this like fucking SWAT. And we're just going to fucking like, like you're trying to like rush the nuke into the facility. We're just going to run him into the temple. We're going to set him on the throne. We're going to fucking splash him in oil, anoint him. We're all going to be like, he's a new king. He's a new king. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're just going to, it's like, um, I don't know. It's like when you're playing Call of Duty and you're supposed to be defending the bomb and one guy's just out there killing everyone. And you just sneak in there and plant the bomb anyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going for, they're playing the objective. She's playing for kills. Kills, yeah. And it's it makes sense because the idea is that as, you have to get a swell going. You got to let the people know that this is the new king uh, before he can be fucking smothered, right? So the idea is that you light this match, get the fucking grass burning, I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, but uh, you yeah. get the, you get enough, you get it to spread like COVID nineteen through right. the Jews, okay. uh, to the point that she can't bottle it back up. Right? You have to have enough people know that there's a new king that she can't kill him. So yeah, that yeah. means as much pomp and circumstance as you can pull off. You you got to get the word out. There's all this misinformation. You've got these hierarchies of controls, and you just got to be like, listen, five G causes COVID. You got to burn those. <laughs> Exactly. Bill Gates wants to microchip us, you know. That's um, where I was going with. You got to get the word out before they can stop you. And if they try to ban you on Twitter, that's just because you're right and they're wrong. They can't handle the truth. Um, oh, you're going to arrest me because I was waiting in Bill Gates' trash can with a pair of garden scissors? Oh, because I'm trying to save America. <laughs> 
I love it. Well, yeah, I, I just love the idea of like people like hunting Bill Gates. Like the tree of liberty must be washed by the blood. Like what the fuck? Like, just, he's a nerd. He's a nerd. He's just trying to cure hunger in Africa. What the fuck is your people? Well, he did have a suspicious relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, but we won't get into that right now. Okay, listen, so. listen. If anyone, if anyone gets a pass. Like, okay, I bet Trump could find his own 14-year-old girls to rape. I believe okay, that. Okay, okay. You know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we're not sometimes nerds <laughs> need the hookup. Oh, my God. <coughs> Disgusting. You ever you ever see those, like, uh, high school coming-of-age no. stories where, like, the nerd's like, come on, Jock, help me out. And he's like, I'm going to show you how to get a girl. And he's like, thank you. You know. So you a- think that was a relationship between Jeffrey Epstein and Yeah, Bill the Gates? analogy works for Lolita Island. The Lolita okay. Express. Great. That's it's all revenge of the nerds too. For billionaires, so, yeah. So uh uh fuck. Jehoiada tells these people, these guards, he says, if anyone comes close, slaughter them. We're that way they again, the Queen's people can't get to uh young Joe Ash and kill him before the whole you, royalty you, thing it, kicks it, off. Yeah, they're creating this entire fortified position to anoint the new king and get the word out. It, yeah. One of the things that I find a little bit I don't know. I, I don't know how to process it. It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it should. It's not that forward of an idea, but it seems weird to me that these people are risking their lives and are essentially cooing in their own country to put a seven-year-old on the throne. You guys need a king that badly. You need to have a ruler, even if it's a seven-year-old child, it's worth risking your life for. I, I don't, like, Couldn't you just do anything else? Um I think that they had to because it would be the only way to legitimately depose Athaliah. Yeah, but couldn't you just leave her alone and just go fishing instead? Like, how, how much of these people affect no. your daily lives that you got to get involved? I don't know. I mean, enough that she's slaughtering. I don't even vote. Children. That's how little I care about the fuck. No, no, we know. We I know what a piece of shit you are. You don't have to explain it to me <laughs> in our audience. So the um, point is that they set up this fucking phalanx to guard the king. They rush him in. They're, they're falling through the plane. They rush him in. Jehoiada puts him on the throne. His little nephew, by the way, this is his nephew, puts his nephew on the throne, puts a crown on him, gives him a copy of the covenant, you know, Amina, Domina, whatever, the fucking right. Pope shit. You did I don't it. Know. You got it. And you do the thing. And then boom, boom, bada bing, bada boom. You know, I, 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 I love the idea that like there's this entire arc, uh, like hierarchy, power structure. She's been ruling as the queen regent for seven years, like, and, and yet in their mind, it's like a video game where they just have to like run in with the football and slap it on the idol, like we did it. Like the fucking the lights turn from red to green yeah. and fireworks. They're like a new king, everybody. They touch yeah. the idol with a baby. New king. It's more like it's more it's like they're swapping the fake king with a bag of sand <laughs> you know, very carefully. But then suddenly a giant boulder comes chasing after them. But instead of a boulder, it's Queen Athaliah. And she sees this going down. She hears the officers and the trumpeters, you know, declaring the new king. And she runs out and tears her robe and starts screaming treason. She's so mad. Um, yeah. Understandably, right? Well, she, hears, she hears the noise. She walks in. What the fuck's all this shit? And then yep. she just sees a little seven-year-old smugly lean against a pillar, as yep. was common in their culture at the time. Yeah. And her grandchild. Like, well, well, fuck. Her grandchild, who she wants to have killed. It's disgusting. Right. He looks just like Ahaziah, in my mind, right? She can see it. She knows who this is. You know? <laughs> She's got her, he's got his daddy's dimples. You just lean against the pillar with one hand, his legs crossed, be like, what up, bitch? Me? You wanna- Me, Grandma? Yeah. You want a you shot at the king? <laughs> um, so... 
Jehoiada basically orders the priests uh, to bring her out between the ranks and put the sword to anyone who follows her. So basically, they're separating her from any potential supporters, right? So yeah. they seize her. They take her to the place where the horses enter the palace grounds. So like a gate, I'm guessing. And they put her ass to death. It's not as fun as the uh, Jezebel death scene. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool still. I mean, it's yeah. brutal. It's he he sees her in the temple and he says, "Get her ass out of here and kill anyone that tries to help her." And he's just like, "Listen, execute her, but don't execute her in a holy place. Let's take her to a place covered in horse shit." Yeah, it's badass. So they yeah they they want to do it as quick, as quiet, as clean as possible. But maybe not quiet, but as quick and clean. I'm sure so she's there's not quiet. I can tell. Make an I, example. I can tell Athaliah screams like a bitch. Okay. Yeah, well, she actually did just... Treason. Oh, treason! Treason! Why is know, the recycling got, okay. still there? Are you really going to disrespect her girl power, though? Like, let's let's actually give some fucking respect on her name. Yeah, because... Probably. Let's say... Let, all right. Let's say for one She's second... She's like Kim Jong-un's woman. sister. Exactly. Probably not as hot, though. So... Oh, I doubt, she, yeah. <laughs> so... She's my she, queen. Listen, let's say that you're a woman... In the ancient Middle East, right? Sure. 500 BC or 800, whatever year it. it is. And you are the mother of a king. You've been treated like shit your whole life. You have to hang out with dudes with no dicks all day. All right? It's miserable. They're all fucking insufferable, I'm sure. They probably make good friends, though. No balls. You know, you know Sorry, they're no not balls. trying to fuck. I guess they have dicks, right? I'm getting Do eunuchs have dicks? I'm not a doctor. I think they do. They don't have balls. Or do they pee if they don't? Is it just spray out like a severed hose? No. I think they have a penis. So the point is... Is it like when you run over a sprinkler system with a lawnmower? Yeah. So so she... Uh, she's been, you, Sorry, you have been living this life. You're locked in a palace. Sure, you have the finest foods and clothing and perfume and, you know, maidens to wait at you hand and foot. But it's you're trapped. You know, you're in a gilded cage, as they say. So one day, your shitty little son, who's such a fucking pissant yeah, and loves hanging guy. out with his, like third cousin that's the king of israel is off playing war and gets his ass killed good all right men playing their little fucking toy soldier shit he got killed just like you always told him he would when he was playing with his bow and arrow when he was a kid poke an eye out so you see your moment the only thing standing between you and actually being the ruler and doing whatever you want right going full frank sinatra having it your way is like a 50 little kids yeah. That you can stomp on like bugs. Yeah. And if you don't stomp on them, you're going right back in your gilded cage. It, it's like it's like the Empire, you know, where you're yeah. like, okay, listen, we're going to dissolve the Senate. You just got to kill a couple of kids in a room. Yeah. And then uh, green aces from here on in. Unlimited power. All right. <laughs> I, uh, she's like, I call this place Old Zealand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, though. Yeah. yeah. She did the right thing by her. And I will stand by, by that. By me, too. I, I mean, yeah. I'd honestly, I'm sure God was chuckling. He was like, oh, <laughs> like fair play. Fair killing play. some little Jew kids, huh? <laughs> I remember my first beer. <laughs> that is his favorite pastime. It's his yeah. baseball. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, they kill her for it because they're assholes and they don't understand female empowerment because that's not going to come for they're another really 3,000 years. But that's they're no. Jews. What do you want? Uh, okay, great. So, uh, anyways, Jehoiada then goes on to make a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they would always be the Lord's people. Like, okay, we've done this a few times, but sure. If you want to feel like you're the one who finally put the stamp on it, I don't know, whatever. Kind of dorky. 
This feels like a Masonic or something, you know? Just all these little... I, I, I guess, games. I guess. The, the point is, is that Jehoiada is a high priest from the line of Aaron. And he essentially goes to great effort to elect a new king that is young enough that he can basically just have his way with um, without anyone getting angry or finding out yeah. about it in a negative way, um, metaphorically. And um, because he's a priest, he's leading him in priestly ways. So what, what, what's this kid's name in? Uh, Joash? Jo- jo- that jo- gives me a thought Go ahead, real quick. Uh, do you think that they chose the youngest son so that it would be someone they could impress upon? It, it, it almost has kind of like a man in the iron mask vibe, you know, where they removed yeah. a line from the king, you know, and then they kept him surrounded by certain advisors that would lead him in a certain way. And then when it was time, they yeah. put him in charge, kind of a Manchurian candidate style. Uh, it, maybe. Because Jehoiada will literally mark a time in Israel where as long as he's alive kind of subtly forcing Joash's hand and mentoring him that it's going to be a time kind of like Asa where, oh, and then we destroyed the Baalish statues and we destroyed the, uh, the low temples to the wrong gods or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Effectively putting the priests back at the top of the totem pole where they like to be. Yeah. It's politics, baby. Sometimes they like to be at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. You definitely, you're a bottom for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Power bottom. So uh, they, they'll be at the bottom of the totem pole, and a seven-year-old boy will be at the top of the totem pole. Yeah, but it's, at least you're on the pole. Yeah, he's on the pole. Yeah. You're at the base. Well, we're all on the pole. Right. That counts. Okay. So anyway, now that we've got that sussed out, um, the yeah, they make a covenant. Right. There's a covenant between the Lord, the King, and the people. There's another covenant between the King and the people that he's going to play nice with them, which is I'm putting it in seven-year-old's terms. Um, and basically, all the people in the, of the land went to the Temple of Baal, tore it down. They smashed the altars and idols to pieces. Like they the eighth time Ma- they've done this. Yeah, right. They killed Matan, the priest of Baal, the coolest name yet in the Bible. And that's the only mention he's going to get, which sucks. Um, yeah, they killed him in front of the altars. And uh, Jehoiada posted guards at the Temple of the Lord. He took with him the commanders, the Karite guys, right, from earlier. And uh, basically, they brought the king down from the temple where he had been living for a while, goes into the palace, and the whole city is like, yay, we have a king again. We're not ruled by a woman. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. I don't do no woman told done, him, you know. The only good things women have done is, like, Ruth, because she, like, cuddled with a guy. And you're like, <laughs> see? Because she date-raped a man while he was drunk. She's a good traditional woman. Yeah. So. Sometimes women, want. if you want to get what you want, you just got to get him drunk, and then you have to sexually assault him while he cannot That's right. consent. That's right. the Bible. Not like what this bitch did. He's a seven-year-old king, and that's the end of chapter 11. (laughs) Uh, We're going to do chapter 12, which is a weird story. I don't even know how much time we want to get into it. I I almost hope this could be a short episode, because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but let's get into it. It's going to be a good time. So what we know is that it is the seventh year of Jehu's reign when Joash takes over, which again means that he was literally born right when this all started. Um, right whenever he went to hiding. Probably, Jehu's, probably. He must have been fresh uh, off the tit. Yeah, still bloody. Yeah. Pro- still on the tit. Remember, his his nurse went probably with him, the, Probably she just grabbed the umbilical cord and, like, bundled it up, it up is, with it. It is fascinating that there is never mention of his mother, um, who would have been Ahaziah's wife. I have no One of Ahaziah's wives. I mean, don't they may say it right here? 
In the seventh oh, year, yeah. Jehu. Jehu. Right. Yeah, it's weird that you just mentioned it because it's the first fucking verse. <laughs> I'm about to whine about it. Yeah. Why don't they ever do that? They do it right here. In the seventh year of Jehu, Johash became king. He reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibia of Beersheba. So, I mean, you're complaining that we don't know who his mother is, but who the fuck cares? I have no idea who Zibia of Beersheba is. This is the first and only time we'll ever hear that name. I bet we'll hear it again. <laughs> in what Chronicles? I don't know. I just, I just bet. Probably in Chronicles. Uh, yeah, probably in Chronicles. So, yeah. So, she's from Beersheba, which is down in the south in the desert, right? The Negev. It's south um, of Judah, yeah. Yeah, filthy desert person. And uh, it says that, so 40 years, right? 40 years is a long time uh, for a king to rule. It's it's Israel. a long time for a Jew to live at this time without God killing them or something. Yeah. Which means, although, also means that he will only live to be 47 years old, presumably, because he was seven when he started. Um, what else do we got here? He uh, is a good king, it says. He did right in the eyes of the Lord all the years that Jehoiada the priest instructed him. Um, yeah. However... The high places didn't come down. So if you remember like the Asherah poles and that shit, there was like weird, uh, yeah, not Baal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Baal worship. It's more like Israelite adjacent. It's a Shira. Stuff. It's a Shira. It's like God's yeah. wife or something. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But it's, know, not, but it's not truly God worship. It's somebody else. It's polygamy on some small level. Yeah. It's like being a Christian today, but like being okay with gay marriage. Like you're not <laughs> quite there. You're See, close. I, I, mine calls it the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. I think the context here is that in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, we clearly structure the idea that the temple is yeah. where you do the sacrifice. The priests do the sacrifice. There was like 20 fucking chapters on the rules of how and when and how and why, whatever the fuck, priests do sacrifices. You're yeah. not allowed to just sacrifice on your own. You're not allowed to just kill a bull, but this is for God. No, no, no. You have to take it downtown, let the priest have his cut of beef off of that thing, and then burn some fat. That's how it's done. You don't just get to have your own, like, knockoff pirate brand. That's right. It's a, it's a multifaceted way of maintaining power. So not only do they have to come to you, and show deference, which is mm-hmm. in its own way a, a power move. They have to give you their offerings. You have to keep them in line. You have to interpret for them what God wants, right? So that at no point are they out there coming up with ideas like communism. It's basically the same thing that the Catholic Church did, right? Uh, they kept all their Bibles in Latin because no one could fucking read Latin for for ages and ages. Uh, Even that way now, you had it's, to come it's to only a priest. language for nerds. Yeah, you have to go to the priest to be told what's in the Bible, and like you have to bow down and eat your fucking cookie and all that shit. So I like it's, that it's the, the same. Thing. I like that the key point is to just vilify it. Like, there's nothing God hates more than people worshiping Him outside of right. the very narrow spectrum which which He lets them do it. You know. Yeah, it's so fucking transparent. It's yeah. kind of funny, but whatever. God doesn't want you to just like do good deeds. He wants you to just give us money, and then we'll spend a fraction of it on on good deeds, stopping abortion. Yeah. We'll put up a yeah, billboard we'll- on I Ted saying abortion's wrong <laughs> with 10% of the money you've given us. Well, yeah, something like that. And in fact, speaking of money, what does Joe Ash do? Well, I guess you could say that the temple is kind of coming to a state of disrepair uh, with all these like filthy heathen, you know. Uh, I'm sure Jezebel. maintenance is not at the top of the list, you right. know. It's but not. So the- what, he, what he does is he says to all the priests, all right, guys, I don't, it doesn't say what year in his reign that he does this. But at some point he goes to the priest. He says, collect all the money that is brought as a sacred offering to the temple of the Lord. The money that's collected in the census, the money received from personal vows and money bought, vo- brought voluntarily to the temple. 
We're going to take all that money and we're going to use it to repair whatever damage is found in the temple, right? He's basically making the temple great again. It sounds Common like socialism. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like, hey guys, what if we took a portion of all the money we receive and then spent it on like upkeep and maintenance and social some, programs? And the priest some, like, priest, okay. some priest goes home and is like, Post a meme on his wall. Taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing is, so so Joash has this fucking fantastic idea to use some of the uh, church proceeds and tidings to repair the church. Yeah. You know, instead of just making the oligarchs more rich. Yeah, right? instead of just do using a corporate bailout to pay for churches that don't pay taxes, he's like, hey, what if you use your own fucking money to fix up your church? You know. Good question. Um, and I guess I, 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 my Bible's a little bit confusing. This is one of the places where the New King James, its wording is a little bit, I don't quite understand it. For me, it sounds like he's like, hey, guys, use your fucking money to fix the church. And then he comes yeah. back a few years later. He's like, hey, why does this place still suck? Why didn't you guys so, fix the church? On that note, yes. We don't know when he initially told them to do this, but we do know when he finally notices that they're not. So he's in his 23rd year of reign. The man is 30 fucking years old. When do you think that he initially told them? Let's let's play guessing game. He's do you like think it was teenager? one of those things when he said when he was like, yeah, a teenager? And then like they're like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. He's probably I feel like he was here. I feel like he was at least old enough to give a shit about the temple. So he's at least like late teens, maybe early 20s, where he's like, hey, man, we should make this place look nice. Right? He's old enough to care. Or maybe, who knows? Maybe this is Jehoiada talking through him also. I don't know. But- for whatever reason, it's not until he's 30 years old that he looks at the temple and he goes, hey, what the fuck? I told you guys to fix this. I told you to take the money and put it towards this, not toward whatever you're doing, buying fucking people, children yeah. off of the internet, Lube. the deep web. Yeah, Go, going to Wayfair. Web. You know, there's like, he's like, he's like $30,000 <laughs> at Wayfair? For a desk? For a desk and two cabinets. You were supposed to that fix is- the roof. <laughs> So he uh, he says, "All right, what the fuck, guys? Uh, stop taking money from the treasuries, uh, treasures, uh, and and start handing it over. Basically, stop stop fucking wasting the money that I know is coming to you. No more money is going into your pockets. No more money is going to like the priest fund, whatever. He's the, like cutting you know, them out. Yeah, no more pork Coke barrel money. spending. Exactly. So Jehoiada's like, fine, fine, fine. I'm, I'm imagining it's hard to uh, picture really where Jehoiada would have stood on all this because." He's like the lead priest, so uh, he should have been able to handle this. You know? I kind of get uh, shit. I, I'm trying to remember what the movie was. I think it was Bill Pullman plays a lookalike to the president, and the real okay. president has a stroke. It's either Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman oh, or some yeah, other yeah, generic yeah, yeah. white-faced motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and there's a lookalike that looks kind of like him. Or looks a lot like him. And yeah, it's the like real- called Ted or something. It's like his name. Yeah, something where or the Dave. real. Yeah, Dave. I think it is Dave. Yeah, where the yeah. real president has a stroke, and they're like, "Well, we can't have. We don't want the the VP's a goody two shoes motherfucker. He's gonna root out all the corruption. We just need some dumb fucking goomba that will look the part, like a seven year old king would be." And yeah. we're still going to maintain the strings of power. And then, like, the first thing he's done is like, why aren't we – how much money are we spending on wars and not feeding children? They're like, shut up. That is not – you know, like, he's like, listen, man, it's great that you're king and I'm glad you killed all those, uh, you know, Philistines or whatever. But don't get involved in church funds. That's what we like you know, to do. Calm down. It makes me think of Jehoiada as, like, a mob boss. 
And he's like, you know, Joash, that I made you. You're a made man. You have nothing to worry about. Why are you trying to tell the priests what to do with their money, eh? Uh, why like, you get I, involved? That's, that's the vibe I get. Yeah, like, waste management, but priests now. So, it, it, it's definitely shady that the money is not going to what it's supposed to when Joeda is in charge of the priesthood yeah. and should be listening to the young king. But also, but and not- I, I don't know, this is going to be one of those things where I kind of wonder exactly how much actual access, because we, we're not talking about Elisha in the last couple of chapters, but I don't really know quite what they're up to. Yeah, um, who knows? And his weirdo sons of the prophets. Because we had that, some birds somewhere. Yeah, birds. Yeah, some, somewhere out there. But we had that incident with Gehazi, Gehazi who yeah. he tried to take money from a foreigner and got leprosy for it. That's right. And his children, of course. Hilariously. Uh, and now we have the actual church, you know, the the actual canon church, and they're also having money problems, but kind of in the opposite direction, where they're getting funds, they're they're the central point, and they're just not spending it to like recoup, like repair their temple or keep their place in good repair. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and we kind of get some hints of what they would have spent it on otherwise in a minute, but uh, we'll, we'll I, I feel like so, it, I feel like it's like when you have your local meth dealer. And you, you're just okay. pun- you're funneling money to him every single week. And Obviously. then you look at his setup, and you're like, you're cooking it in old milk jugs? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, how much money do I give you that you can't just get a fucking beaker? And he just like, <laughs> you just see him like wearing like a gold chain. Like, that's a waste of money. Fix your goddamn meth operation. That's how you make your money. Why wouldn't you repair your, you know, reinvest into your business? You should have been a preschool. <laughs> <laughs> you could have... Like I'm just imagining. I don't you think I'm gay enough to be a priest, but something. Oh wow, I disagree. <laughs> not that that's a pro- not that that's a bad thing. Uh, okay, so the point is that uh, he Joyda takes action. Finally, he he basically makes a chest, puts a hole on the top. This is the first piggy bank ever. Puts a hole on top of this chest, and he says, "All right, all the fucking money goes in here. We're gonna lock it down. Whenever it fills up, we're gonna go fucking spend it on." Repairing the temple. So all the money that was coming into the priesthood is now being spent on carpenters, uh, builders, masons, stonecutters, all those guys to fix the it's kind of It's kind of weird that you have this church run by God's chosen people, and they're like, what we need is an accountant. (laughs) Basically. To come in here and clean the books up, because you guys are just blowing through fucking money. It's like MC Hammer's running this church. And like, okay, here's the thing. We're just going to have a lockbox. Where you put in your money that you can't access, and then when it gets full, we throw it at some woodworkers. Yeah, have you ever read um, Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett? Uh It's about bridges, isn't it? Like- no, it's about uh, building a cathedral. But it, it's like an epic just about building a cathedral. It kind of reminds me of this. But I, I've, I've heard of it. My mom recommended yeah. it to me. I've it's had that good. book forever, never read it. it he, writes boring, like, but- he, reads, he writes like weird romance thrillers, and this is his one book that's like historical. That everyone knows Pillars of the Earth. I know, I know Pillars of yeah. the Earth is a famous book. I just never read it. Though. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, it basically is about financing the building of a temple. Kind of fun. Mm-hmm. He's like an atheist, but I wonder if he drew from this a little bit. So the thing is that he uh, finally is getting the work done. All the money brought into the temple, it says, was not spent for making silver basins and wick trimmers and sprinkling bowls, all these little fancy gold things, silver yeah, things. Yeah, you focus on the fundamentals before you add to the trim. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, who, I mean, it's otherwise it's like having a fucking double wide with a goddamn like whirlpool hot tub in the <laughs> yeah. front yard or whatever. Which I, I'm about. Which there I are would- plenty of. 
There yeah. are plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you have the guys with the double wide and their Corvette Stingray, and you're like, okay, but <laughs> but there's no door to your bathroom. Your house smells like shit. And you're like, hey, like, I'm scooping where they're pooping, dude. Yeah, yeah. It. Corvette go vroom. You know, you're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I don't like sleeping anyways. So, uh, yeah, they're spending all the money on the good shit. Um, every, none of the money got into the, uh, basically into the coffers and it was buying stupid, like gaudy again, calling them mafiosos. This is totally some mafia shit that they would be spending it on. Like their mistresses, fucking sweaters and like furs and shit. Yeah. He's just like, I got me a Cadillac. They're like, you stupid motherfucker. (laughs) He said, build the temple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But look at this. It's a pink fur coat. And they're like, where? (laughs) I killed the last pink hippo. And they're like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Is that fur? Very weird. So, anyways. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Steve Irwin isn't alive to tell us if that's true or not. No, he's not. He's not. So, okay. Meanwhile, we're going to totally shift gears here, speaking of Corvettes. Uh, Hazael. Remember him? the fucking king of Syria that we dealt with a while ago, the one that was uh, waging war kind of consistently, the one that Elisha cried as he uh, gave him his fortune, telling him that, oh, yeah, you're going to be the king, but you're going to kill a lot of Jews. So Yeah, viciously murder women and children, pregnant babies, slash them up and throw them off a bridge. Cutting, pulling the babies out of the womb. Um, The original Not uh, the first foreign army to land in the Middle East just to rape and murder and kill children. Yeah, exactly. So, Support I mean, he's troops. from not really a foreign army, but well, regardless. Syrian. Oh, yeah. So he's been attacking Israel mostly, but now it says he shows up and attacks Gath, which I think is part of Judah, right? I, I don't know. So, yeah. It's clo- it's close to Judah. It's close to, to Jerusalem, at least. So after he takes Gath and captures it, he turns his army and heads to Jerusalem. Here's what this little bitch, Joash, does about it, right? So you're the king. God loves you. Right, right. You're doing all the right things. You're rebuilding the temple. You're getting the finances in line. Uh, you're you're getting rid of bail. Everything you're doing is fantastic. God should have your back. 100%, and isn't your right? uncle the head priest? Like, yeah. Yes. If at any point God was going to come to the aid of an Israelite, this is pretty much it. Okay. Right. So what happens? Uh, Hazael comes and is going to attack Jerusalem. Joash. The king takes all the sacred objects dedicated by his predecessors, Jehoshaphat's, Joram, Ahaziah's, all the kings of Judah have this like uh, treasury full of things that they've conquered or been given by foreign dignitaries. Uh, war, war spoils, loot. Yeah. You know, he's got he's, some treasures, treasures. Picture like Scrooge McDuck's vault. That's what <laughs> okay. it looks like. <laughs> so he takes that vault and basically dumps it out. At Hazael's feet and says, please go away, mister. And that's the fuck. That's what happens. That's like, it. Right. It works. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, fair. I mean, you're like, okay, guys, we could probably get another 20% if we risk fighting a whole fucking war. Or we could just walk away with this, you know. That's fine. Where the fuck is God? <laughs> uh, God's probably still in recovery period uh, after he came watching Athaliah kill all those children. He's too drunk <laughs> off the blood of those kids. Yeah, he's like, oh, God. He's he's hungover. He's just thinking about those kids that were murdered. He's like, hold on, hold on. What's going on? It's too early. I can, t- I can tug off to this one more time. <laughs> no, for real, though. Where the fuck is God? I don't know. I'm asking you. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Like, isn't this of it, all times? It, it is kind of weird that... <sighs> I wonder what it means. Let's finish the chapter, then we'll talk. But yes, it is it is auspicious okay. that God was so deeply involved 
with Israel for some fucking reason, but here in Judah with the actual line of David, yeah, these horrible things are happening, and God seems completely uninterested. He's not maybe even he showing wants up to work for it. Maybe that's what it is, or maybe that's what it, we'll we'll cover it in a minute. We'll come back. Okay, so yeah, uh, blah blah blah. As you know, uh, all the other events of the reign of Joash. Go read Chronicles if you want to hear about it. Right. Um, it says that his officials conspired against him and assassinated him at Beth Milo on the road to a town called Scylla, uh, which is also the whirlpool that uh, Odysseus almost got sucked into. So yeah. the officials who murdered him were Josabad, son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad. What the fuck? Those names? Josakar and, Jehoz- and Jehozabad is what mine says. Mine says Josabad and Jehozabad. I don't know. Anyways, like Jehoram and Joram. Uh, okay. So the son of Shomer and the son of Shimeath, uh, he died and was buried with his ancestors. So we don't really learn anything else about those guys, at least not yet. Yeah, the end of chapter 12 is like, oh, there was one, he he took down some, uh, I mean, maybe it's more like just like a president where it's like, you're like, oh, and then there was Garfield and he created the United States Treasury or whatever. And you're like, okay, was that the only thing, (laughs) is that the only thing he did for eight years? You're like, well, it's the only thing we care about. You know, it's like he ruled for 40 years and the only thing of note in that entire 40 years is that he was like, hey, you guys suck with money somehow. Somehow you guys are shit with money and I got to step in. Yeah. Uh, it is bizarre. His killing, though, feels very politically motivated, maybe financially motivated. Like, it's just kind of a, He's oh, yeah, and then he hanged himself, saying, hanged himself in a cell, but somehow his high bro- point broke. We don't really know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very um, mafioso. Again, very we keep mafioso, coming yeah. back to this. But yeah, so. But he was he, whacked. He did. The man was whacked. He, he did one thing. He revamped the uh, <laughs> billing structure within the church, and then he was murdered by his own servants and buried in david's tomb and that's that's the end of 12 oh and then his son amaziah reigned in his place another terrible name amaziah whatever i don't even want to do the next chapter because i don't want to read that name fuck this whole book um but that's the story of joash um let's let's come back to it and this is one of those things i've thought about is that so israel has had a civil war their kingdom is broken into two pieces and they're yeah. having these bloody wars of succession filled with, like, espionage and intrigue and assassinations and murdering of children. And it feels to me that God only gets involved enough where it's like ISIS, where, like, after the fact, he takes credit for it, you know? Because, obviously, the whole point is, like, he's like, by the way, this is the land of milk and honey, and I've created this perfect land for my Jewish people, my my chosen people, and yet their lives are going to have the same level of chaos, horror, and destruction as any of their neighbors. And he's like, yeah, right? but that's because I wanted to be. It's not like, even though your life is identical to the lives of people who don't worship God, God's like, yeah, that's deliberate, though. I made you special so that you would be exactly the same. It's kind of funny because whenever good things happen to good people in the Bible, we get to hear about God doing it. And when bad things happen to bad people in the Bible, we get to hear about God doing that. <laughs> when a bad thing happens to a good guy, it's like God's not even a th- God's not even mentioned in the fucking chapter. He's you like, know? yeah, yeah. It's like uh, da, 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 he he, he was know? busy there, like guiding, sending angels down to guide Haziel's hand as he just slices open a pregnant Jew woman. Right? Yeah. He's like, I told like, you. That's what I said. I prophesized it. He's I mean, busy. I'm sure, like, from an apologist, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's still the sins of the Jewish people, blah, blah, blah. He still had, this is for Atalaya, whatever. You know, there's going to be some bullshit yeah. it's like, excuse. I feel like God is like a defunct father figure. 
and he's busy helping one of his sons rape one of his daughters and he's making sure that it's doing he's filming and then off in the background is another one of his kids just burning her hand on the stove and you're like okay technically he's not involved with the guy getting his hand burned because he's busy helping out incest rape porn yeah yeah but you kind of got to blame him for the whole mess Thanks for finally uh, explaining it that's in a way that a five-year-old could understand. <laughs> that was helpful. Yeah, I like to make it simple. Clearly. And understandable. Bringing it down to my level. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. What a fucking crazy book. What else happened? We had, let's talk about Joe Ash only getting one chapter of the whole Bible. The yeah. dude reigned for 40 years. He was a great guy. Apparently. David got like a full book, practically. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. this? What's Joe this? Ash does one thing, yeah. He's got a decent name, right? Like, uh, I like uh, Joash, yeah. Yeah, you could make all kinds of puns with that if you tried, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like Joash is mine. Isn't Joash like a type of mashed potato dish? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to stop you. I don't know what that means. Uh, but that's... Uh, Do you think he was ever like, I'm going to get Joash? Joash. He might have. Like... To a girl, uh, I guess we'll never know. But I bet so. I bet. I, I bet <laughs> there's bet a so. there's a there's a pun in there where I, I I bet every king had some terrible pun. He's like, you've had your ash. Have you ever had Joe Ash? And they're like, I don't. And he's like, I'm the king. Fuck me. And they're like, okay, I'll cut you. Uh, I'll cut you, bitch. That, that reminds me. One second. Wait, wait. No potash. Is potash a type of potato? Or am I thinking of, am I thinking of potassium? Thinking of, oh, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of um it's a it's like a meal, like a cornmeal thing. I thought so. Uh yeah. Anyways, that's All definitely right. not important. So this is this is my favorite this reminded me. This is about Boaz. Okay. Uh which is remember the, the book husband of Ruth. Of Ruth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of the worst fucking youth group things that I've ever heard. And I just remembered it. I had to pull it up. So Ruth was obedient, and God blessed her with her mate, Boaz, right? Right. So this is to be said to uh, skanky young girls at youth group. While you are waiting for your Boaz, don't settle for any of his distant relatives. Broke-ass, punk-ass, lying-ass, cheating-ass, dumb-ass, drunk-ass, locked-up-ass, good-for-nothing-ass, lazy-ass, and especially (laughs) his third cousin, beating your ass. Okay, yeah. uh, that's how you know. That's how you know it's a cool youth pastor if he says uh, ass. Beat no ass. <laughs> I think we all know what kind of people you're talking about. Oh yeah, the ones that uh, hooked up with the kids later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, cool. Okay, I like. We, we probably. I wish we, we we should spend more time talking about just the general misogyny of like church culture. You know, I think yeah. There's like books and books on it, but yeah. sure, <laughs> we'll read it. To the, we'll read we it. Now, add yeah. to the literature, but just uh, I, I just think about like uh, a lot of Christian girls I knew that would like just talk about it casually, like maybe agreeing with it because they're raising it or not. Who knows? Maybe they agree with it yeah. personally as adults later. But the 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 analogy of like, oh yeah, every time you fuck a guy, you're like a piece of bubblegum being chewed up <laughs> and then shared with the next guy, and by the time you find the one, you'll just be a fucking chewed up tasteless gray piece of shit you're like thank you i'm 12 you know that's that's how the church invented the poop hole loophole (laughs) yeah yeah, you know Uh, the poop hole snaps back whereas the vagina is not designed for penis and is blown out the first (laughs) the first children yeah you know (laughs) 
yeah. Well, weird, weird, weird people at the church. I here's one of those things I remember now. We're getting off track, but go ahead. Let's, well, this fucking <laughs> chapter's done. We're just goofing. Yeah, yeah. But one of those things that I, one of the ways I was damaged by church propaganda is I legitimately okay. did not think that condoms helped prevent HIV. I no. was absolutely, because the analogy I heard was, I don't know, this is so stupid. When you think about it now, you're like, what a stupid fucking way to spend tax dollars. But we were in Niceville High School, and they brought a fucking strongman, Christian strongman. Do you remember that shit? Yeah, yeah, They'd just yeah. be these beefy, uh, jacked fucking guys that you didn't really know. They were like, by the way, everyone, get to the assembly. We have a fucking assembly. You guys got to sit through. You're like, okay. It's just big guys. Be like, watch me bend this fucking frying pan. You're like, okay, that's cool. He's like, I'm going to smash a block of ice. You're like, great. I'm missing math yeah. for this. And then yeah, Tearing a phone book in half. Yeah, tearing a phone book in half. And then he'd be like, okay, you see that volleyball net? That volleyball net is condoms. And you see these golf balls, and it's just this giant guy with jock balls. If I threw these <laughs> golf balls as hard as you as I could, would you trust that volleyball net to stop them? That's like AIDS, and the volleyball net's like a condom. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> condoms are useless, everybody. Don't use them. Well, I never had to worry about condoms because my uncle put me on prep when I was like seven years old. <laughs> okay. I don't know what just that kidding. means. I think in oh, preparation prep, prep. H is lube, probably. No. Prep is the like antiviral, the HIV drug. Oh, okay. You, get, <laughs> you give it so that you don't catch it. You right, take it so right, you don't right, catch right, it. Right, right. I've been. Downtown. I don't actually have an uncle, but if you had heard, if you'd understood the joke, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm not. Thanks a I'm lot. Not a big fan of HIV ruin, drugs. You know, yeah, um, just keep ruining my jokes. <laughs> but what a stupid use of time, you know, to be like. By yeah. the way, guys, pregnancy is inevitable. We're like, okay. I, I mean, workaholics did this as an episode, but did sure. they? Oh, they did do yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah, the Lord's force. Yeah, yeah. but these things have. Well, I guess it's a thing. I guess I don't know why it's a thing. I don't know who I thought know that would either. be a. I don't know who what think tank thought that up. It was it was that, and then country singer straight out of rehab, oh, yeah. <laughs> straight out of rehab. Uh, Darren Darren Norwood, keep it straight. Keep that it straight, with Darren he, Norwood. Yeah, one of the angriest and then people he, we've I think ever he killed sat his wife. Huh? I think he killed his wife later or something. Probably. <laughs> he was an angry guy. Let's let's put on blast Darren Norwood. He came to yeah. our school. Let's look him up before we I don't know if he killed his wife. Well let's he was mad because he up. was like he was there for he was like court ordered to be there. Because he was you know. drunk. Yeah. He he drunk drove into someone, I think. Probably killed some kids. Okay, look that up because I don't remember some... any of that. I just remember him saying that he was like that he drank a lot, whatever. But his stories were so rambling and stupid. He's like, yeah, I had a bunch of beers before a concert, and then I had a baby, and then I took my baby to see his grandmother. And I was like, they're like, this is a hospital. And he's like, my, my mom's going to see her grandbaby. And I'm like, okay, what is this story? Yeah, he killed himself uh, oh, in 2015. In 2015. All right. <laughs> I, or, no, or he OD'd something. I don't know. This is uh well, you can't. He was only, he was only 49. Good. You can't slander the dead, but I will say this: regardless of whatever personal demons Darren Nor would have, the hour-long shit fest that was him trying to keep us off drugs makes me feel no pity for the man. Yeah, uh, if he was still alive, I'd kill him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I would. <laughs> what I would do is I would sneak into his home, get him drunk, and then I would inject him with drugs so it looks like a fucking overdose suicide. Hell yeah, dude, that would be badass. Just so that all those kids that. Didn't Looked do up drugs to him, because yeah. of them would look stupid. Yeah, I'm like, you guys did it for Snuck a fucking f- loser. They're like, I I almost did math. And then I thought about the one rambling, tangential fucking story Darren Norwood told about the time he went bowling drunk. Yeah, I don't know if he actually died of overdose, but that's the story I'm going to tell. 
<laughs> I guess if his estate can come after me if they want. I don't think have they fun. can. No. What are they going to prove us wrong? That's what they what tried to sue uh, Jesse uh, Ventura for, uh, air quotes, slandering. Or what? No, he was actually suing American Sniper guy. That's right. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, listen, folks, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, we're at Bible Pimps. We're picking up steam on there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm getting more followers every day. And uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. We actually had our biggest Twitter interaction yet, just the other day, in fact. Uh, but with the Elon Musk fight yeah, uh, with I got his it. wife, Grime. You're so hot right now making fun of people's okay, domestic do something disputes. Else. Do something else. No, that's right, fine. Whatever. No, 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 no. You're, no, no, you're, you're no, proud no, of yourself. No, no. You're proud of yourself. I'm editing. I, I was going to tell him you did it so that you could have some clout. I don't want any affiliation to your <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay, whatever. The whole show sucks, so that part might as well, too. <laughs>